Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Hey, Todd. How's it going, Dr. Wagnall? Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Friday afternoon. It's a good feeling, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You're the last podcast of the Friday afternoon as well. Yep. Yep. Um, let's talk about mood dependency. Love it. Mood dependency. That <laughs> was a button, everyone. We had that a was. button that, yeah. That wasn't me putting that wasn't, my <laughs> that wasn't Dr. mouth over the microphone <laughs> yelling into it. All of a sudden inspired by something. <laughs> What is mood dependence? This is one of these like annoyingly technical psychological terms. Um, is it? <laughs> I, I think it sounds annoyingly technical, but it gets at a, an idea that's super common and super important um, for people to understand. So that's kind of the point of this podcast is for us to take annoyingly pretentious psychological yeah. ideas and try and break them down a little bit. I think that is the entire point of this podcast. <laughs> I think Dr. Wiggs and I learned, uh, agree and, and found out we agreed um, that the field of psychology has a lot of pretense and a lot of <laughs> <laughs> odd, um, <laughs> what would you call it? Odd, um, yeah, pretentiousness sometimes. Uh-huh. It doesn't like really need to be there at all. Preciousness. Yeah. We're so precious. We're special. We're, just, we're so special. Little butterflies, yeah. 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 No, um, mood dependency. <laughs> no, we're idiots. We're all morons. <laughs> <laughs> mood dependency definitely sounds um, pretentious, but all it means really is that your behavior seems to follow your mood or that your mood is kind of what's predicting your behavior. Um, yeah, what you do is dependent on how you feel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a good example of this is, um, you know, I've made plans to go out with Dr. Wignall and get a beer after work, but, man, I'm just not feeling great, and I'm kind of down, a little blue, and I just, you know, and, and from there I kind of just tell him, yeah, you know, I'm not feeling it, and I cancel my plans with him, mm-hmm. right? And so my behavior of canceling that plan basically was arrived at because I don't feel great. I don't really feel like I want to go out to dinner. But Dr. Sewell, shouldn't we be true to our feelings? Like, isn't there something psychologically unhealthy about, you know, you weren't feeling it. And and if you would suppress that feeling and just gone anyway, like that can't be good. Right. You know, you can choose to relate (laughs) to your emotions however you want. And, and there is something to that, that I do think we can use our emotions sometimes to inform our decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, but when you make decisions, I think it's a good idea to just be mindful of the motivating factors of why you're making that decision. Mm. Um, and if I want to cancel plans with Dr. Wendell because I don't feel great, then I need to at least be mindful of the fact that I'm doing that. That because I don't feel good, I'm choosing to oh. cancel my plans. And, mm. and if you want to own that choice, own it. Go ahead. But I think that this becomes more of a problem when it becomes a habit. Hmm. When you continually kind of use your mood to make decisions and that, and it becomes a problem when those decisions kind of impair your function. Well, and at that point it's, it's not even correct, right? To say that you're using your mood to make decisions. It's more like your mood is using you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're just going with that. That mood is pulling the strings and you're kind of the puppet. You're just following it. Yeah. Yeah. And you see this a lot with people who, um, you know, with, with, with maybe anxiety or depression, when they talk about avoiding something or, or not doing something and they'll say, well, I just didn't feel like it. Or I was anxious, I got mm-hmm. scared, um, or I was really sad and I just couldn't get out of bed kind Still of. Any you know, energy, you know? yeah. Right. Um, and, and, and so you see a lot of behavior 
that is kind of being selected because of the way the person feels in that moment. It's, and, mood, it's mood dependent. Right. Back to that. There term. you go. Mood yep. dependency. Yeah. Um, and you can see that, that these behaviors don't typically lead to better functioning at all. Uh, expand on that. What do you mean? They don't lead to better functioning. Um, well, when you're choosing to say, I- I'm not going to go to work because I don't feel good today. I don't feel mm-hmm. like I have enough energy or I, I feel kind of sad or I'm kind of depressed. And you repeatedly make that choice to not go to mm-hmm. work and you're engaging in that kind of mood dependent behavior. Eventually your boss says you're fired. Right. Or right. eventually you get a paycheck and it's tiny. And, and so your decisions to do those kinds of things is mm-hmm. now impacting your overall ability to function yeah. in society. Yeah. Or you got, you got kind of anxious last time you were driving on the freeway. So you get in the car and all of a sudden you imagine being on the freeway and you, you feel kind of anxious and you right. decide, maybe I'll take the side streets right. this time, even though it'll take me a little longer. I don't, you know, I just, I don't want to feel anxious. Right. Before you know it, you know, everything takes you three times as long because you're avoiding any kind of major and you're late for things and you're late for stuff and causing problems in your relationships and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So one of the ways I think about it, when I talk about this with clients, um, there's a really helpful, simple diagram. It's so simple. I can just describe it (laughs) on air. Um, if you imagine, imagine a, you know, a square and in, in the top, um, you know, I, I think of my whiteboard where I draw my little, but sure. up above there, there's this, how I feel. Okay. Okay. That, that's one little bubble. And then below it is what I do. Okay. It's another little bubble, right? Now take the, how I feel and you draw a little arrow that goes kind of to the right and curves down and okay. then hits what I do. Right. And this represents how we feel plays a role in what we do. Right. right? Like sometimes, you know, Every once in a while it happens. You like, you wake up and you just have tons of energy and you decide, I'm going to go for a run. Right. Or like, I'm going to go, you know, or you get out of work and you say, ah, you know, like, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm going to call up Todd and like, let's go get beers or something. Yeah. You're yeah. feeling it, yep. you know, yep. um, you're motivated. Great. And that makes it easy to do things that, that you want to do. Right. Right. Um, but I think what, what, because that connection can be so strong, we incorrectly assume that if I'm not feeling it, that means I can't mm. do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, again, you're kind of you're you're, you're supposing I'm, I'm able to do this because I feel great. Right. Which would imply that if I don't feel great, I can't do I it. I can't do right. it. Right. So that in itself is problematic. And mm-hmm. we've talked mm-hmm. about that a little bit. And we can talk about more. But I think that the, in some ways, the bigger problem is people don't think about the other arrow, which is remember, it's how you how you feel at the top mm-hmm. and what you do at the bottom. Just like there's an arrow that goes from how you feel to what you do, mm-hmm. how you feel can impact what you do. Right. What you do impacts how you feel. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So the perfect example for me of this that I think I'm pretty sure most people can relate to is um, working out. When I think about working out, for me, it's usually 50-50 whether I feel into it and motivated <laughs> right, right. or whether I'd kind of rather not. Whether in your head going, oh, eh, man, I don't really feel don't like know. it. You or know? yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't matter. Even if it's only 1% of the time you're feeling into it, I, don't, I have never met anyone. I have certainly never experienced working out and regretting having worked out, like yeah, feeling you, you've bad never, after You've never left the gym out. and been like, man, I wish no, I wouldn't have done that. That was a dumb decision. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how into it or not I was at the beginning, right. working out always makes me feel good. Yeah. Right? Or a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah, at least a little bit better. Yeah. Um, so I think we, we really underrate the effect of what we do on how we feel. Right. So you always hear people, th- like I work with, with people with anxiety a lot, and they think, they, what they say to themselves is, because I feel anxious, I can't do X. Right. Right? 
which I get it. When you feel really anxious and scared, it, it is, seems to make sense. It is hard mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. do things when you're feeling really anxious. Yeah, that emotion does complicate things. Totally, yeah. totally. I don't want to discount that. But what, what people miss, uh, oftentimes the bigger picture is, if you don't want to feel so anxious about driving or flying or meeting new people, you it's not enough to just, the best way to feel less anxious is to feel more confident. Mm-hmm. And the only, the only way you get there is by doing things that make you feel confident. Right. Right? Yeah. So it's, it's a really, you're kind of stuck playing defense if you're always hanging around waiting to feel the right way in order to do what you want to do. Yeah. But yeah. It, if you can kind of foster a better appreciation for the belief that, you know, I can change how I feel by doing things. Yeah. That's a really empowering thing to appreciate, I think. Yeah, and that is a shift in the way you think about things because like you were saying, it does make sense to kind of avoid what you're afraid of. Mm -hmm. That makes perfect sense. In fact, that's what anger, or I'm sorry, that's what fear kind of does. It says, whoa, be careful, Mm -hmm. you know? But the idea is to be able to stand back long enough to say, wait a minute, if I'm not good at that, you know, and I continually avoid it, I'm probably never going to be good at that. Mm -hmm. A a better long-term strategy might be to get better at that thing, which will require me to not feel good a little bit, you know? In the short term. In the short term. But in the long term, I get better and better at that. I'm more confident. Right. It's not going to bother me anymore. And that's kind of really ideally where I want to be. Mm-hmm. But if I make this short-term kind of trade and I avoid it, man, that's always going to be the thing mm-hmm. I can't do or it's always going to be the struggle. Um, so that's a really good way to look at it. I like the arrows. Um, sometimes I'll talk to clients about making those mood-dependent decisions and asking, you know, before they, they make that decision to ask themselves, is this going to improve my mood at all? You know, if I cancel oh. on Nick, is that going to improve my mm-hmm. mood? No, that's not, I'm probably going to go home and just sit there and, and be in this funk for a while. Whereas if I do go to, with Nick, I know I have a good time with them. You're going to feel amazing. Gonna, it's going to be a me. pleasure. Let me tell you. It's going to be the highlight of your week is usually what I tell myself. Man, that's not yeah. true. Um, anyway, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, but, but to, to ask yourself, hey, is this going to make me feel yeah, better? Like doing this? You know, right. even, even if I'm anxious about something, I'm approaching it and I'm, I'm afraid – is a, if a, is avoiding this going to make me mm-hmm. feel better in the long term? No, because I'm going to have to do it again, or I'm going to have to eventually confront it anyway, or mm-hmm. whatever that is. So um, it can be problematic to just to just make those decisions like that. And I think it's good to um, point out too that this doesn't just apply to kind of avoidance based emotions. So like low energy, anxiety, mm-hmm. those are all things that kind of keep you where you are, keep sure. you stuck, not doing new something new and different. I think mood dependency applies just as much to more outward focused emotions. So take anger, right? Oh, sure, sure. Feel, like a, a common problem is someone feels angry and they feel kind of compelled to act on that mm-hmm. anger, to, to act aggressively, to say something sarcastic. To Well, you hear it, it all the time and, you know, why did you do that? Well, they made me mad. Oh, yeah. And so because I'm mad... I now am justified in screaming at you, yelling right. at you, punching you, whatever that is. So that's mood dependent just as much as those other examples. Right. Right? Road rage is a perfect example of this. That, yes. is, that is a mood-dependent behavior where because you're angry or frustrated or feel hurt or slighted in some way, you've kind of given yourself permission to just express that in any way, which way you feel, and you'll justify it by how you feel. Yeah, it's because I was angry. You made me, you made me mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I think that's key. Or, or even something more um, um, sort of seemingly trivial like... Mm, 
I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working on, I started this new diet, but there's this, you know, someone brought over this amazing dessert, you know, and yeah. I just, oh. mm, I, you know, I really want it. Uh, yeah. Like it, my, it, look, <laughs> it looks so good. Right. I wanted it. I if craved it. If you're mood dependent, if you're, if your actions depend on how you feel, it's going to be really hard to stick to any kind of long-term value or goal. Cause there's going to be all these little short-term things that are pulling you or pushing you in the opposite direction. Right. Right now, remember what I said earlier about using your emotions to inform your decisions. Mm. This might be a good example where you say, "I'm on a diet, but gosh, dang, that looks good, and I kind of want it." And you might say, "Well, I'm going to go ahead and have a bite of that." Yeah, you know, yeah, I'll have a bite or two, but then I'm done because I don't want to just deny my emotions all the time or the way I feel. You can kind of work them into a choice, but but it, it's probably a wise thing to say, "I'll have a couple bites rather than I'm going to eat that whole mm-hmm. cake." I don't care because I want it, you know, <laughs> right. or I feel like I want it right now. So you, it's it's okay if you use your emotions to inform your decisions. And if you're mood dependent, if you make a mood dependent decisions, that's fine. Just own it. <laughs> you know, just really own the fact that yeah. I'm doing this because of the way I feel and maybe don't make a habit of it. And I kind of like, if you think about it, the, the opposite of, of mood dependence is not mood denial. It's, right, exactly. It's, it's yeah. mood independence. It's that your your choices and your actions are independent of, maybe informed by and yes. influenced by but how ultimately you feel. To have the but, capacity to have them be independent. Exactly. Yeah. They're, it's independent of it. Right. Right. Um, um, you know, look at look at a, a soldier who tells you, "I'm going to join the gun battle with my other with my other fellow soldiers when I'm not afraid." Oh. Right. <laughs> it doesn't quite work. That would be a mood dependent choice that would be dysfunctional right. in this context. Um, that person's going to be required to go ahead and be afraid and join in and mm-hmm. help his soldiers. So um, a- another example of how maybe uh, an emotion like fear might might lead to some um, mood-dependent behavior. But we all have those things where we're insecure that we avoid. It's kind of a mm-hmm. normal thing. I'm insecure about that. I'll yeah. avoid it. I'm not going to do it. Um, but realizing, man, I'm making a short-term trade here. It's mm-hmm. not going to pay off in the long term. Well, I like your original point, too, about um, just trying to be mindful of it like any one example is maybe not it's maybe not even a bad thing maybe it's maybe it's a perfectly good thing yeah but if you find yourself kind of stuck in a particular pattern or habit Mm -hmm. then it's time to kind of step back and go like is this really working for me yeah like like you were saying man if if you kind of find yourself constantly taking the side roads because you're afraid of the freeway well then realize that it's it's not likely that one day you're just going to be okay on the freeway you're going to have to make some attempts and face that fear and get comfortable driving on the freeway. And then you have the ultimate freedom. You can take the side roads or mm-hmm. the freeway, whatever, whatever you want. Now, there might be moments where you say, Ugh, you know, there's a lot of snow and ice on the freeway. I just don't want to do that. It seems a little sketchy right now. Fine. Notice that you're using a little bit of emotion there and reason to say, eh, maybe I stay off of that today. But own that choice. Yeah. Know what you're doing there. And don't make it a habit. It's right. Not a good thing. One of the, One of the pieces of resistance I think people have to this what we're suggesting here is there often there's a false dichotomy that that comes up in people's minds between um how I feel and like that it's either feelings are going to inform what I do like a kind of an intuition or a gut level feeling Mm -hmm. or like cold rationality one that, or the other. Yeah, it's like Spock. I mean, you're going to be Spock. Or, yeah, or like Scotty, you know, from Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Um, like the head versus the heart. Right, Is right. kind of how it's it's framed up, right? And of course, 
no one wants to go against the heart. You don't want to be like the bad guy who's just like purely calculating. My whole yeah. life is just don't all about adding up the numbers. We're not denying the way you feel. The, the way I like to frame this is it's not necessarily about rationality versus feeling. It's about how you feel in the moment versus values. Mm-hmm. Like what really matters to you. In your life, yeah. Yeah, in your life. Yeah. Right? Like does... I don't, does the yumminess of a second helping of dessert really matter to you in your life or does being healthy matter to you? Right. Right. Or does avoiding the anxiety of driving on the freeway really matter to you? Like, is that a, is that a core value or is, you know, being, you know, being able to be on time to pick up your kid from school, (laughs) right? right? right. Being a reliable, dependable. Or or a good example of this might be, uh, I had a, a patient with a lot of family that lived out of town. And okay. far enough to where she'd have to fly to see them. Hmm. And flying was becoming oh. more and more scary for her. But she really wanted to see her family a lot yeah. too. That's and, and that's why simple. she ended up in therapy. It was like, I've got to get over this fear of flying because my family lives all over the country. Um, and, and she was noticing that her fear was beginning to compromise that value of being with her family because she was starting to reorganize trips and rearrange trips so that she didn't have to fly. Um, and so she, she, she realized, wait, this isn't going to work. This is a short term solution. Mm -hmm. I avoid this trip and I get to feel some relief from some anxiety about that trip. But then I just start missing my family again and I want to go see them. And then I'm terrified again that I'm going to have to fly. So, um, she, she quickly identified, man, I'm going to have to get better at flying. I need to do that. And that's exactly what we're talking about here. Because it's, it's about, it's about values. Yeah. My family's more important than this, this anxiety that I keep feeling. Yeah. Or, or the comfort I get from avoiding scary situations. Right, right. Right, that's the real dichotomy. That's the real choice. Yeah. Right, so I think that's, that's huge to frame this whole thing up in terms of what it's really about is values, right? Yeah, and, and oftentimes these, this mood-dependent behavior interferes with those values yeah, and goals. with yeah. what you really want out of your life. Right. Um, and then it's a good idea to start looking at what, what trade am I making mm-hmm. that might be an emotional trade that might be separating me from my values. Yeah, not because emotions are bad, but because they can interfere with your values. Yeah. I've never seen a bad emotion. <laughs> you know? I, I really haven't. L- little Gestapo emotions walking around with Schwarzkopf well, on it, their back. But a lot of but we do talk about our emotions like this a lot. And it's funny, yeah. but negative emotions, yeah. bad feelings, right? We have all these Yeah, which is why I reiterate, I think we've we've mentioned this before, but I, I think your emotions are kind of like gauges on your dashboard of your car. Mm. They just tell you something about what's going on for yourself. They're not inherently good or bad. Nobody hates their gas gauge. <laughs> you know, it, it just tells you, hey, you're you're low right. here. Right. Even though it causes you some anxiety, it's yeah, yeah, it yeah. Ooh, yeah, that might cause you to go, ooh, I gotta get some gas. Mm-hmm. But the gauge isn't bad. That's, I, and that's my point. I right? should be paying you royalties for that metaphor because I use it so much. Now. You really should. You really should. And in fact, I'll send you a bill. I get a lot of mileage out of it. Ooh. <laughs> hey, everyone. Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.